0: KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Mark Longoria. Well, we want to thank you for joining us today. This is it. We
1: are just days away from Christmas we're days away from saying goodbye to 2014 and hello to a brand new year. My name is Mark Longoria. I'm the Director of Ministry Development here at AM630 KSLR, and I want to welcome you and thank you for joining us on this program called Church of the Week. And uh, every week, I have a, a pastor here with me, uh, people that will come to... Uh, know who you are and people that you will come to know who, who they are by means of this broadcast. We want you to know a little bit, a little bit about their ministry in hopes that uh, if you haven't found a home church here in San Antonio, that you will go by and see them and be with them and uh, get to know them. So today, in studio, we have uh, from I Am International Fellowship Pastors Frank and Irma Inclán. Pastors, welcome to the studio.
2: Well, thank you for having
1: us. Good to have you. Uh, we want to start out with a little bit of your background, so uh, just tell us, uh, let's start out with you, Frank, maybe uh, tell us a l- little bit about your background. Are you a San Antonian? Did you grow up here?
3: Oh, yes. Uh, I was born and raised here in San Antonio, and uh, I'm a firefighter for the city of San Antonio also. I've mm-hmm. been a firefighter for 30, 32 years, and, um, uh, you know, it's, it's it's great, and I've been uh, wanting to know more about the Bible, that's that's how I I started reading uh, more into the Bible just to get more into the Word of God because be, before I I didn't know anything about the Bible until hmm. I started reading. It. But uh, I just you know uh, wanted to go into the ministry and and here we are. I mean, and,
1: and at what age uh, did you start wanting to know more about the Bible and ministry?
3: Well, it was it was late in in, in age. I was thirty one. I say late in age for me, but yeah. Uh, so thir- you're thirty five now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, 30, 35. Yes, sir. <laughs> so it's late in age
1: 31, that's when you started wanting to learn more about God and Scripture yeah. and things like yeah. that. That's awesome. Yeah. How about you Irma?
2: Well, I am born in San Antonio uh, on the west side, mm-hmm. born and raised here. And my call came in 1990. I'm born and raised in a religious background, although I came to know the Lord in January of 1990. I had a phenomenal revival experience where I just went from being the worst of the worst mm. to the best of the best. Yes. And I thank God for that. Wow. Um, I got saved in New Braunfels at, uh a church called... I,
3: Tree of Life. Tree of Life, that's mm-hmm. right.
2: Uh, and they were in a full-blown revival. So I'm a revivalist. I love revival. I believe in revival because, like I said... I came from a very strong not godly background but in the midst of that revival I gave my heart to the Lord and when I got up from the altar he had not only had I given my heart to the Lord but I was renewed uh I was totally and completely changed mm. uh I and I say that totally and completely because I never again was that person, that that fighter, that backbiter, that drunker, that cusser. I was all of those things, mm. and uh, he redeemed me. He he just totally, just changed my mind, my heart, my soul, and wow. he put in his spirit.
0: Wow.
1: I want to talk about revival here in a, in a moment, but I want to uh, first find out just a, about you guys.
3: How did you guys meet?
2: Oh. Oh wow.
3: <laughs> That's an interesting story. <laughs>
2: yeah? We actually met in the middle of the street.
3: Yeah. Well my I, I used to go to uh Lanier High School and I had a friend that was uh I mean real close to me but he lived in another district in the Edgewood High School district. Yeah. And I would go and visit him over there. And uh one time I was there and uh, uh I started talking to to his sister but uh she had a boyfriend and uh that's where she comes in. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> well the girl that he was chasing, his the the ex-boyfriend was a very good friend of mine. Uh-huh. And she always, for some reason, I don't know, but she had this sense of jealousy towards me. So he asked me to come over to the next block if I would come with him so that she could see me with him. And I was like, you know, guy, <laughs> really. And you know what's the most interesting thing As I look back. I was uh, college prep, so I was doing this collage. And and I can think back to that day, and the collage was actually Ephesians, you know, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to... Get. Yeah. Of course, right. at that time, I was in religion, so I, I didn't realize that. So I walked on over to the next block with him. And so when she saw me with her ex, she left my husband standing there, and we just, our eyes... Mm-hmm. We, had, we were, got introduced, and here we are 42 years later. We've <laughs> been married 40 years, but we dated two years yeah. before we got married. Wow. Yeah.
1: And so during your courtship, or, uh, or was it until you were after you were married that you guys decided, hey, this ministry is something we're going to pursue full-time?
2: Actually, like I said, we were in religion. We raised our children in religion. Uh, they went to private school. We did not get saved until 1990. So before that, we lived the vida loca. Mm-hmm. You know, we did. You yeah. know, like I said, all the, the partying, the the fighting, the, the drinking. Okay, that was me. Frank's always <laughs> been the nice guy. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Frank was just like, he would just look, you know, he would just watch me from a distance. Yeah. But uh, it wasn't until 1990 that we actually, I was the first one to give my heart to the Lord. and yeah. And then things just. From but
1: at what point do you decide okay I'm, I'm i think god's calling me to to pastorship and god's calling me to lead people towards him
3: how does that happen
2: well you want to tell him how that happened
3: well uh i was uh i was at a church i was an elder at a church mm-hmm. and uh, there was uh another coworker of mine a firefighter and uh, we went to some water rescue training and then uh he injured his back in the river, and I ended up taking them home after the the, the uh, training, and he said, "Come here, I want to show you something." So I went into his house, and man, they they didn't have any furniture in the living room or the den, but they had set up chairs, rows of chairs, and a podium. I said, "What's going on here?" He said, "I'm a pastor," and I didn't know he was a pastor. Wow! I've been uh, together with this guy for like 22 years, and I didn't even know he was a pastor. Hmm. Well, he approached me and he said, um, "I would like for you." and your wife to come to our church and, because I need a, an associate pastor. I need a helper. I need a right hand. And uh, that's when I called a meeting at the church we were at, and I told the pastor that, uh, what had happened. And it was uh, like a, a word of prophecy that they had given me a, a year and a half before then, that I was going to uh, lead people and not lead people, but teach people the Word of God and uh, have, have something to do with the from it. And when he asked me, I said, "Well, well, here it is, right here, and th- this is, this is the the step that I need to take." So I called the meeting and and I told the, my pastor that, I, and I wanted to join this this other church because this guy's uh, the pastor's a firefighter. He said, "Well, when do you need to leave?" I said, uh, "As soon as soon as I can." He said, "All right." So they they blessed me, and they prayed wow. for me, and they released me. Yeah. And we joined the church, and I was an elder there, and then from then on, you know, we uh, we were ordained pastors. Wow.
2: So that was five years ago.
0: Yeah.
2: And uh, Six years ago. Six years. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sorry. The way we were launched out was we were ordained pastors, both of us. And then one Sunday, uh, and it was like the week before, the last week in December, one of the church members comes and she says, you know, I'm going to really miss you guys. And we're like, why? Where are you going? And so she looks at us because she used to prepare the bulletin. And she hands us the bulletin and she walks away. (laughs) (laughs) So we look at the bulletin and the bulletin says, we want to wish Frank and Irma, you know, the best into their new endeavor. And Mm. we're like, what's the new endeavor? (laughs) And so we went to the bouncer's. We didn't know we were being released. Yeah. They said, we're launching you out, guys. And we're like, really? And they said, and we didn't tell you because... We knew that you would probably want to hang on, yeah. So we're just launching you out, and we're like, "Oh my God, how do how do you do this?" You know, right. and uh, I started looking for a building, and you know, just and and we weren't in a financial position. You know, buildings are high, and sure. so I was like, "God, how are we going to do this?" And as I was driving out of the house, the Lord tells me. Look at what I've given you.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And so I looked, and what I, as I looked to my right, what I saw was our porch, because we had a 10 foot wrap around country porch.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I'm like, and he says, That's your church. And I'm like, That's our church. And he says, Yes, that's where you're going to begin your church. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Okay, Lord. But you have to give us a vision. And so what we did was we took the front part of the the, the porch. And that's where we set up the, the podium and the speakers and two rows of 12 chairs. So we had a total of 24 chairs mm-hmm. that our ex-pastors had given us. Not only did they launch us out, but they gave us chairs and they yeah. gave us speakers and they gave us the, the podium. Mm-hmm. So our church actually... Started on the porch of our house. Wow! So on the left side of the the home, we enclosed that, and that became the children's area. Mm. We took one of the bedrooms, and that became the nursery. And then on the right side, that became our fellowship. Wow! And that's where our church was birthed.
1: How about that? That was five years ago. That was six, six, years, six years. Six years ago. ago. Yes. Wow! January and you first. still meet at that place? Do right. we still meet yeah, there? Still meet? Yeah. No.
3: no. <laughs> so where now? Well, uh, we we had a an apostle from Austin that approached us. He wanted to do a revival, mm-hmm. and I said revival, and and my wife said, uh, yeah, revival is fine. So he went ahead and uh, set up a tent in front of our house on the front lawn, and we have a, a pretty large yard in the front. Yeah, and uh, we he started on a it was Thursday, Friday, uh, and Saturday, and then he ended. And we had a big old tent, and the neighbor was like, "What is going on here?" Mm. And uh, he called the the cops on us, and they came. What's going on here? And I told him about revival and all that, and he, and he said, "Oh, yeah, great. We need more of that." <laughs> <laughs> wow! So that was encouraging. Yeah. And I told him, if you pass by here at 9:30 at night, everything shut off. Yeah. I said, "Great." So keep going. That's <laughs> that's what they come told us. So. uh on well, can party and uh, <laughs> right, have
1: their big old <laughs> noises, and why, why can't we shout for jesus yeah
3: man, so Michael. on on sunday we we had a um another uh, apostle who was from uh redwood close to San Marcus. He came and did a service on sunday there on the under the revival tent mm-hmm. and uh we this couple that we knew came and approached us after the service and and they they said, well, she said, my dad just bought a a church building, and there's another church there." that's using it on Friday and Saturday. Would you like me to ask me if you could use it Wednesday and Sunday? And we said, uh, yeah, that's fine. So the next thing is, it's open. So we moved in there, and it was turnkey. Chairs, instruments, <laughs> everything good to go. So wow. August 1st, uh, five years ago, we started at the building where we're at right now. Wow, very good.
2: And And so I tell everybody, we didn't go looking for the building. The building actually came looking for us.
1: <laughs> well, that's, that's the, uh, the fulfillment of the word. You seek first the kingdom of God. Yes, you know, everything, He'll take care of all the other stuff. Oh, yeah. You seek first Him, yes. His righteousness, His kingdom. Amen. Well, I want to uh, welcome those of you that are joining us here uh, that, that have missed a little bit of the f- first part of our Church of the Week. My name is Mark Longoria, Director of Ministry here at the radio station at KSLR. And uh, joining me today are Pastors Frank and Irma Inklan of I Am International Fellowship. Uh, If you'd like more information, you can call them at 210-254-3099. You can also find them on Facebook. Just get on your Facebook uh, and uh, do a search for I Am International. You'll easily find them there. If you'd like to uh, meet with them, uh, they gather at 806 West Ridgewood Court here in San Antonio. Uh, What are your services? uh, When do you guys gather?
2: Our services are Wednesday at 7 p.m., and then Sunday at 10.30 a.m. We have corporate prayer on Tuesday at 7 p.m.
1: Okay. Prayer at 7 p.m. on Tuesday. Yes, sir. Very good. So I want to talk about revival because you've mentioned that word several times. And maybe someone's listening saying, what exactly is revival? We hear that word over and over in different places, and different circles. And and uh, some of us are well aware what revival is, while others um, I would say maybe have had a bad experience, think something wrong of it, run away from it. And then then there's yet others that have no clue what revival is. Right. So because you've brought it up several times, tell us, what is revival?
2: Well, I think um, for when you say revival, I'm the one with a revivalist heart because I was saved in revival and because I was totally and completely changed my change was so drastic that I have five other sisters that came to the Lord
3: awesome. just
2: by seeing the change in me.
3: Hmm.
2: Revival is the full manifestation of the presence of God. Because in the full manifestation of the presence of God, all things come to pass. Yeah. His word says, I knew creation, I have made it for you. All former things are gone away. I can testify to that. I, I, I thank God I'm no, n- nowhere near being that person that I was before
3: yeah.
2: I went into this revival. Revival is a presence of God that will bring everything up. Hmm. Revive. Yeah. It'll revive the good, and it'll also revive the bad. Mm -hmm. Reason being is because what's really good is going to overshadow the bad. Why does the bad also come up? So that we can deal with it. It's not because the Lord is trying to, you know, chastise us or say, well, you know, no. It's because as these things come to the surface, then we just give them over to him. And also in revival, you will see a lot of the crazy things, as people call them crazy, I can tell you we have had the glory dust. We have had the apparition of oil.
1: So the glory dust is like dust of gold? Yes. Yeah, you've seen that. You've experienced it.
2: We've had it in our church. Yeah. We, I mean, we actually have pictures of where we were in a service. Revival started at our church on July 11th. It is still actively moving of
1: 2014
2: of 2014 Mm -hmm. and you for us we've had the manifestation of the glory dust we've had the oil the oil appeared on the piano it's appeared like in spots on the floor Mm. it's it's oil it's it's not water okay we've had the apparition of angels we were in the middle of a service and the service was just you know and it's hype and all of a sudden, there's this child. She's like, I think Callie is seven years old. And Callie comes over to me as she points to the right-hand side of the back side of the church. And I said, what's the matter, Callie? And she said, there is an angel
3: mm-hmm.
2: standing right there. And I said, what does he look like? She says, he's he's really big and he's beautiful and then I asked her what's the angel doing and she said he's calling out names and I said names like my name your name she said names I don't know names and then I in my spirit realized that the names that the angel was calling were the names of God like Mm. Jaira Nisi, Shalom. And so then another prophet that came said, the angel of compassion dwells in this house. Mm. We've had pictures taken in the midst of revival where you can actually see images of angels on the altar. Those are the kind of things that happen in revival. It's because you give God Uh, an open freedom you 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 can't box him you know I don't know how long the revival is going to be there but I know that it's there right now Mm -hmm. we have seen miraculous breakthroughs we had a gentleman that came in that had been believing the Lord for his eyesight and the Lord restored his eyesight at one of our services we had a homeless lady that also had not had eyesight for 10 years. Mm. And the Lord touched her. As we prayed for her, she fell out under the power of the Holy Spirit. After about 10 minutes, she kind of sat up. But as she kind of sat up, all of a sudden she jumps up Mm. and she says, that's a red light, because there's a red light on the altar. Those are the kind of things that we have experienced in revival. We've also experienced a revival where some people come with that hope, but they're not healed. Mm -hmm. They walk away still with their illness. We had uh, Joan Hunter, uh, Happy Hunters. She came, and there was this lady that had seen her on TV. Well, she came to our church because she had stage four cancer. And she said that she had told the Lord if I can just get to her. I know she can heal me. And they brought her in through the back, you know, just kind of like the friends that brought their friend yeah, through the ceiling. Right. Well, mm-hmm. that's what they did with her because.
1: They didn't break down a wall, did they? <laughs> no. No, okay. they just forced the door <laughs> open. Good.
2: I mean, really, seriously, because that place was jam-packed. Mm-hmm. There was no place to park. They had parked like a couple of blocks wow. uh, away from the church, and they brought her in through the back door, and they brought her onto the altar. Joan Hunter laid hands on her. And she felt wonderful for a couple of months, but she did pass away two days ago. Mm. So, you know, revival, true revival, is the manifestation of his presence where miracle signs and wonders take place. We've had people who have just, you know, supernaturally received checks in the milk, Mm. uh, people that just... People have given the money. Just It's just things that, that are out of the norm. Yeah. We had one guy that got two vehicles. He he was praying and asking the Lord for a vehicle. Well, the Lord gave him a car for his wife and a truck for himself. Wow. These are the kind of things that are happening. Yeah. We had a a gentleman from Argentina. His name is Camertoni. We saw uh, metal turn into precious metal, mm. you know.
1: Wow, that's pretty amazing. And that's supernatural. You can't explain those things. You, right. you can't say, well, right. this happened because of that. Exactly. Um, and uh, we're, we're running short on time, but I, I would just ask, because I'm, I'm sure there's somebody listening um, that either uh, doesn't quite understand or doesn't flat out believe, that might ask a question, and I'd just like for you to maybe answer. what uh, For what purpose would dust show up? Um for what purpose would you know, a metal tur- be turned into a precious metal? What Has, has anybody asked you that kind of thing? Well, what good does that do or what is the purpose or why, why does God do those types of things?
2: Yes, absolutely. I've even had somebody say, well, you know, Satan can do those things too. Mm. And that's absolutely true. And even I myself asked the Lord, I said, Lord, what is the purpose of this? Because in the midst of the revival that I was saved, I didn't experience those things. Although I did experience a manifestation of the presence of the gold dust and all these things happening in a church up in Austin. So they, they, they weren't new to me. And the answer that I have to that is because we are a doubting generation. And the Lord will use whatever he needs to mm-hmm. use to stir up the faith Mm -hmm. in our heart. And it is truly up to us that as we see these things happening, to go to the Lord and Mm -hmm. say, okay, Lord, what is the purpose? The purpose for me, personally, is his way of saying, I'm here with you, and I'm manifesting these things so Mm -hmm. that you can see that I am a God of miracles, signs, and wonders. To strengthen
1: your faith. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's good. Amen. Mm -hmm. Well,
3: Pastor frank you 've said a lot I know she's, <laughs> <laughs> she's no. really the, the i 'm the backbone and, and she 's the voice yeah, of, obviously that 's the passion you, know, you, you said
1: you 're a revivalist, so uh, that 's amazing We want to um, we want to invite our listeners to to find out more maybe maybe this is kind of uh, something that drew your attention. Maybe you lean towards the radio a little bit closer to hear what exactly is going on and in the realm of revival. And if you want to experience it firsthand, if you want to talk to uh, Pastors Frank and Irma and Klan personally and ask some more questions, that kind of thing, we encourage you to do so. Uh, that's why we have this radio program called Church of the Week so that you get to know different ministries. And so uh, maybe you haven't dealt with revival or maybe you've been seeking it or praying to God for revival. Well, here's your opportunity uh, contact uh, Pastors Inclan uh, by calling 210. 210- Two five four three zero nine nine. You can find them on Facebook also. Just search for I Am International Fellowship and you'll find them in there. They meet on Sundays at 1030 a.m. Uh, and on prayer for, uh, that's Tuesdays at 7 p.m., correct? And then we have uh, Wednesday services at 7 p.m. also at 806 West Ridgewood Court in San Antonio. Um, we'd like to thank you guys for being here. Is there anything else you wanted to share?
2: Uh, yes, just real quick. Uh, I do... Uh, minister on radio and on Radio Jesus on Tuesdays at 12 o'clock. That is Internet. And Radio Jesus is located in Alabama. They did start in San Antonio, but they're now in Alabama. Pastor Speed and Alice Garza. We will be having a three-day conference, January the 23rd through the 25th. Times will be 7 p.m. on the 23rd and 24th and 1030 on the 25th. And the title of the conference is Launching Into the Deep.
1: There you have it, folks. Thank you so much for joining us today on AM630 KSLR. Continue listening. God bless. Thank you for
0: joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at KSLR.com.